DJ Dye on the one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Guess we have lost the main event, but I no, am I'm here. here. Okay, <laughs> I'm here. I'm Come here. Come on, man. What's going on? Hey, you can't be having no delay, man. You got to be on the L, man. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm listening to you, bro. What's going on? Not much, What's man. How on, you family? doing, man? We we got this uh, holiday holidays coming up. Well, Christmas, Hanukkah, well, all the, whatever everybody's celebrating, Kwanzaa. What you got yep, going on? Beginning of Kwanzaa today. Um, yeah, nothing much, man. Just get myself ready in the press box. But, you know, I had to step down into the owner's booth for for a couple minutes there, you know. So get myself oh, yeah. acclimated back to the studio and say hello to the world again. Yes, exactly. We got some guests coming up at the bottom of the hour, of course. Plus, we got some music, man. I got some tracks I'm going to play, man, that you probably haven't heard in a while. So we got, we got to play. So we got to take, take, take the people back today. I'm, I'm down with it. What we got coming up on the uh, on our tailgate cruise show? Uh, Saturday, man, we're going to be talking some college football, FCS semifinals also. Um, we're gonna be reviewing the Division Three Championship game. Uh, also talking Division Two Championship game, which is also on Saturday, and um, also bowl season. So uh, very, very excited to be talking about that. And then I'm gonna be talking about some other things, some other issues that have come to mind in the last week or so that, that I really need to get off my chest. And uh, the Ball Brothers come to mind there. So you know you'll be hearing me talk about that a lot as well. So. Um, Matter of fact, T-Rex, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and just ask you right now. What do you think of the balls going 
Liangelo and LaMelo Ball going to Lithuania and playing for one of the biggest clubs in Lithuania right now. I'm going to say this. Being a a college grad, of course, going through the school system, and of course, you, you've been through college and, and everything as well. Exactly. I really don't see an issue with them going overseas to play ball in Lithuania. But I would say this, I hope that they still at least get their education through the 12th grade. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping that they get homeschooling, just get something. Because I know the youngest one, he's in 11th grade. Right. And then right. the one that, got, that left UCLA, he, he's, a, of course, a college freshman. So he's good. But I just hope the 11th grader at least get his education, uh, right. his GD right. or homeschooling or diploma, that's fine. Because you know, and, and the thing about it is, you know, I don't mean to cut you off there, but you know, one, the real issue that I have with it is that you're taking a kid's amateur career away, especially sixteen-year-old Lamelo Ball, who was number seven in the ESPN top 60 for the class of 2019. Um, possibly could have reclassified himself as 28. Um, given if he had the co- if he had the credits at the end of this, this coming school year, uh, yeah. which I knew that he was very close to becoming a high school senior uh, second semester. So, it's a lot of things that's going on with that, and that I don't agree with. That I, I was I was hoping that he would stay in school or at least go to another school. Meaning, meaning that you know Chino Hills wouldn't be the school for him because he doesn't like the coaching staff. You know, Lavar doesn't like the coaches there. So, who knows? I mean, I I just there's just a lot of there's a lot of red flags there, you know. And then you have the Lakers ownership coming to him right. saying he needs to tone his attitude down. Um, and then the whole Stephen A thing where he said that he doesn't think that Lonzo is good enough. And I didn't think Lonzo, I didn't think Lonzo should have came out in the first place. I thought he needed to stay at least one more year, but you know, that's just me. You know how the market is. Uh, the market commands these kids to come out early if they didn't have that one-and-done rule, then we will still have high school seniors coming out and going straight to the NBA, which I agree that they should drop that one-and-done. Some people are just not built to go to college. I would rather just for them to have – if you're a really good basketball player in high school, All-American, Mr. State, whatever, give them an opportunity to play in the G League, go overseas, or go straight to the NBA. They should have that choice rather than going to school for a year and wasting resources or even taking away scholarships for somebody else that wants to go to school and play three years or maybe four. So I just think that let let these players play. If if Lonzo Ball wanted to come out, let him come out. He He's grown. He's grown. He's over 18. If he fail, that is part of life. I agree. I agree. Um, but I also hope that 
a lot of these kids. I mean, I love the I love the Big Ten rule that the Big Ten wants to implement, um, where for basketball especially, where if you're gonna come play in a Big Ten school, you gotta play at least three years or be in school at least three years before you enter the pro ranks, which I, I can I can understand that I can see that happening. But right. then you're going to have a lot of kids that you're going to lose that Big Ten exposure with those high-level kids. So that's kind of a double-edged sword in, in that as well. But I also like what Dick Vitale said. It's like, if these kids want to go to want to go play pro football, want to go play pro basketball, go let them play. Because there's a, there's a place where, you, where some of these kids are just wasting time. And then there's there's other places where kids actually want to come and get an education and they value their education. So I mean there, there's a there's a fine line with that. And again, I mean who who are who are us to say what what they should do? But I just think that there's more chance of failure than there is of success. And I, I don't want to I don't want to say you know this kid is going to fail, but I'd rather them have something to fall back on than for them to be falling flat. I agree with you on that. Everybody need a ba- uh, a plan B. I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Because you're not... What's the average career in the NBA? Maybe three years? Three and a half and it, years it, it, in the NBA. Uh, two and a half years in the NFL. Um three years if you're lucky to make it to the uh, major leagues, whereas if you're in the minor leagues, it's six and a half to seven, so um, give or take. So, I mean, there, there's your averages right there. And then a lot of the top rookies, they come in with they might get about, what, three or four million a year, and then they signing these big shoe deals, which they get in five years, a hundred million dollars, or ten years of a hundred million dollars, so that's where and the education see, and here's the comes deal with in. that. And here's the, here's the deal with that. Those shoe deals aren't guaranteed. You know, mm-hmm. if you leave the league, play in another. If you don't play overseas, you know you lose that shoe deal. The Derrick Rose. That's the Derrick Rose effect. I mean, because he's about to leave eighty million dollars on on the table from Adidas if he was to have retired. So I'm just wondering if that Adidas money kind of influenced him to come back because he was getting guaranteed money from, from Cleveland. So, Hmm. I agree with you on that, but we're going to hold that thought there. We're going to play a double play. We got a couple of tracks coming up. We're going to continue this talk. After these songs. Can I speak to Key? Key ain't here. Well, tell her temp serving the one six five boy said, since everybody think they twerkle, meet me at the spot tonight. We about to have a boot at one. I hope y'all ready for this one. My nigga Zines made magic. You gon' make me throw my whole picture to watch you twerkin' it. Big 
side, girl, you know you be killing it. Left cheek, right cheek, girl, you know you be hitting it. Give it now, masterpiece, take that ass up and walk with it. Twerk that booty like that, though. Shake that booty like that, though. Twerk that booty like that, though. Shake that booty like that, though. She gon' twerk it on the weekend. She gon' twerk it with her best friend. You can't twerk it like she can. That booty turn me to a yes man. Twerk that booty like that, though. Shake that booty like that, though. Twerk that booty like that, though. Shake that booty like that, though. She gon' twerk it on the weekend. She gon' twerk it with her best friend. You can't twerk it like she can. The booty turn me to a yes man. Walk up in the club, 12 bad bitches deep. And we killed it, turn the club to a crime scene. It's a party in my section, everything on key. Like Nike, bitch, you know I keep a check on me. Hoes hatin', cause them sparkers in the air. Bring them bottles over here, cause they hatin' over there. Yeah, my niggas with me too. Ready to fuck up some cash. We smokin' on good gang, got the whole squad talking at that light. You gon' make me throw my whole picture to watch you twerkin' it.
Drop that old dime on, on the main event there. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. But, but yeah. I like that a lot. It was an innocent man there. And uh, I forget the first song. You had me stumped on that first song. I heard it before, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> uh, the first song was Kill em Key. She's from out of Columbus, Georgia. Ray Baker, product. Like that there. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. Y'all request that. 
Big shout out to Columbus GA. They definitely got a hot music scene going on right now. And I also want to give a special shout out to Jay Simon, man. He's from Mobile, Alabama. He's definitely doing his thing. I see that he did an interview with the legendary DJ K Slay on Shade 45. We had Jay Simon on about a month ago. So definitely a big shout out to him. The Alabama Movement, Desert Storm Radio, Live by Terrence Network. We're in the building. But we're going to get back on this pay-for-play basketball going on to the pros and not going to college or, or playing overseas. So what we was talking about was about the Ball brothers. Of course, you had the two youngest ones to go overseas. They signed a $2 million contract to play over there in Lithuania. And, of course, you got Lonzo Ball playing with the Lakers. What the, I'll tell you this. When I watched the Lakers play the other night against the Knicks, I could see Lonzo being the type of player that people are hyping him up to be. Right now, I think that pressure is probably getting to him, along with his dad, constantly in the media and, and running his mouth. But I, I could see Lonzo Ball really turning out to be a, a, a great point guard because I saw flashes of him in the third quarter, man. That, that was a great quarter. Him and Przingis was going back and forth at it. And I could see him being – a consistent player like that down the road. Uh, you know what? I, I can too. But right now, it's just a hit and miss with him. I mean, one day, one night, he's he's off the wall, balling out, triple-double here and there. He's got two triple-doubles on the year. But there's still that little bit of of reserve about him because you only saw him that one year at UCLA. But I also saw him a couple of years, you know, in high school, where I saw I saw what what a lot of people were talking about. Is the height is he overhyped? Just a tad bit, but at the same time, this is a kid who can possibly make things happen if given the right circumstances, if given the time to develop. A lot of people are talking about, you know, he. The Lakers are are regretting, you know, drafting him. Um, a lot of people want Lavar to shut up. I mean, I'm one who wants him to shut up at times, but I understand why he's hyping his sons up because looking at them play ball, they're good. Now, Leangelo, he's changed his body. He's lost about forty pounds because he was about six seven two eighty at one point, and he's changed his body. So, I mean, so he's getting used to this new, lighter body, and you can tell on the court he's kind of he's kind of a statue at times. Mm-hmm. But he is yeah. a pick-and-pop shooter. Yeah, it takes time to adjust, especially losing that kind of weight. You got to give them time. Now, they're still young. Lonzo, 18, 19, still young, still young. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time to – because his body still hasn't matured into an NBA body. So you got to give him at least right. maybe 20, 23, maybe 22, where you you can really start to see if he's going to reach that potential or not, like the Kyries of the world, the Greek freak. It took time for them to grow into their bodies 
to see that, hey, these kids can really ball. They're really going to carry the torch for the NBA once LeBron retires. And, of course, you know, Kobe retired last year. So, right. yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a learning process, uh, maturation. But I definitely can see him having a, a, a great career with the Lakers. They, you they. Know, I seen the flashes. I seen the flashes. And, and like you said, yeah, you do see flashes. I mean, you do see flashes of brilliance. But the, but, you know, the unfair comparisons to him and Sebastian Telfair. If you remember Sebastian Telfair, the um, the diminutive um, point guard from New York City, that uh, oh, got drafted by the uh, Celtics and uh, had a less than stellar career. Even though it was it was it was a, it was a relatively long career. I mean, he played like six, seven years in the league, but he didn't get those heights that a lot of people thought he would get. I remember him. He was a great high school player, and, and of course, college. He got to the pros. Everything just changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I don't play like I don't see that comparison. I don't either. I mean, but what they were saying, what the comparison was to him, was to him and and Telfair was Telfair flopped, and I just don't, I don't see him flop. I don't see him, quote unquote, flopping. That's almost like the comparison that uh, another guy had made, Joey Harrington to uh, to um, the uh, the Rams quarterback golf. Um, where mm-hmm. you know they, they didn't get time, but there there's a lot of circumstances around Joey Harrington and why he didn't succeed, and in, in Detroit, the way that Matthew Stafford is, is is um is achieving success. So I mean, there, there, there's a lot more to that. And then with Jared Goff, I mean, you've got a coach who is a little bit younger who has the type of game, type of offense that caters to his strengths, which is, down, which is downhill, downfield passing and intermediate passing. I mean, totally mm-hmm. off subject, but just just in that same realm of, of comparisons, you know, is what I'm trying to get to. I got you. But the, the most the most comparison I was hearing about Lonzo Ball was Jason Kidd. I kind of see that Jason I Kidd that, couldn't he's shoot. Not quite there yet. Yeah, no, nah, he's not quite there yet. But the thing is, Jason Kidd came to the league couldn't, couldn't shoot a lick, but was a great visionary as far as leading the offense, getting everybody engaged, and and down the line he developed that jumper and was able to hit threes and he's in the top 10 for most made threes yeah, in NBA exactly. history. And I was just about, I was just about to, to point that out too, you know. I mean, you look at a Jason Kidd and Alonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. The maturity factor is so much different between the two. Yeah, Jason Kidd was pro ready his freshman year before he came out. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You look right. at Lonzo, and you know you got some got some iffies there. I mean, we knew he could pass the ball down court. We knew he can. We knew that he could get the ball down court faster than most point guards could 
in regards to him getting the ball down court with his passing. Um, we knew he had a quick first step, but he did everything off the left hand. He, you didn't see him really go too much to his right in some of those games. I mean, if you if you really look, I just it just made me wonder if he was actually a left hand a, a right handed guy. You know the way that he played mm-hmm. because everything was to the left. It was he didn't go to his right hand at all in most cases. But he can jump out the building too. So I mean, you yeah, know, you're right. It, it is what it is, I guess. You just not drinking the Kool Aid. That's all it is. I'm. I already had a couple of cups. I'm not of, drinking Kool Aid. It's not. It's not that I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. I just want to see how he develops over time before I even dabble. If that makes sense. And I want to give sense. the guy a chance. Give him a chance. <laughs> That's all he wants. Oh, yeah, right? Give him a chance. And check out and check out the Ball in the Family uh, on on Facebook, man. That's a good show, by the way, man. I mean, you you learn a lot about him, his family, the brothers, her family, his mother's family, and you you kind of see a little bit of a different side of the Ball family. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see all that hype and circumstance that that you see in the media about LeVar, you see him being the family guy and being a visionary in that sense. All right, I want you to hold that thought. We're going to take a break. We have some guests that's going to be coming up shortly. So y'all stay tight, stay tuned. We'll be right back. DesertStormRadio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world famous DJ Clue. Clue. La la wait till I get my money right. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. So oh God, I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. The home much is given, much is tested. Get arrested, guess until he gets the message. I feel the pressure under more scrutiny. And what I do, act more stupidly. Bought more jewelry, more Louis V. My mama couldn't get through to me. The drama, people suing me. I'm on TV talking like it's just you and me. I'm just saying how I feel, man. I ain't one of the Cosby's. I ain't go to hell, man. I guess the money should have changed them. I guess I should have forgot where I came from. Two hours ago, oh, am I late? 
know I already graduated And you can live through anything if magic made it They say I talk with so much emphasis Ooh, they so sensitive Don't ever fix your lips like collagen To say something where you gon' end up apologizing Let me know if it's a problem then Alright man, holla then
Black got me the other day. <laughs> Shout out to the man, Black Black Soul. Yeah, he got me the other day, man. Um, it wasn't directed toward me, but I, I felt some kind of way about it. I mean, it took a Auburn loss to get both Alabama and Georgia into the playoffs. So Alabama should be thanking us for losing. Right. I ain't never seen so many Georgia fans. I was like, man, they coming out the the bushes. <laughs> the hedges, because <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> the hedges, yes, yes. I mean, that's where they're coming from, man. I mean, Fairweather fans on top of that. I can see, I can see that, that I know, man. Shout out to the man Bull and Poochie, man. Um, and, um, and all the Dog Pound crew. Those are guys I, I go and I go and watch football with some Saturdays, man, and um, those are true Georgia football fans, and those guys are crazy about Georgia. They go to the Georgia-Florida game every year, and those are real Georgia fans. I don't know where these other people are coming from that call themselves Georgia fans, but stop jumping on the bandwagon. Just like I had to tell some Auburn, some, some so-called Auburn people, get off the bandwagon. Period. <laughs> so tired of seeing bandwagon people, man. Be true to yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Either you're a true Auburn fan, you're a true Georgia fan, or you're no fan at all. You just want to be heard and not seen. Yeah, we're missing in a little sports with music and entertainment tonight. Just had to, we had to get some sports things off our chest. Like it's crazy. Like, this one guy, I ain't going to call his name, but if he listening, he know who I'm talking about. Never heard him say anything about Georgia all year until Georgia beat Auburn in a SEC championship game. He, and every time I see him, he's talking about go dogs, this, go dogs, that. I'm like, man, where you been these last couple of years I have known you? You never mentioned anything about UGA until they have done something. You know, and here's the thing, man. I, I have a healthy respect for Georgia. I was going to I, – I actually thought about going to Georgia. I actually was going to try to walk on to the football team at Georgia. But here, here's the thing about the people in Georgia that you have to understand. Some of these people are positive fans who just like to wear red, period. So <laughs> others – you know, they're closet Auburn fans that just like to wear red. I mean, that's just the way I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. And y'all can take it any way y'all want to. But I'm just calling out the ones who think they're Georgia fans and the ones who think they're Auburn fans and the ones who think they're, they're, they're Alabama fans. I mean, you ain't never been an Alabama fan until, what, Nick Saban got there? And then you quote-unquote say, I'm a Nick Saban fan. So that means so you were a Kiat fan. So when he was at Michigan State, you were a Michigan State fan, right? When he was at LSU, you were an LSU fan, right? When he went to the pros, was you a Dolphin fan then or was you a Falcons fan still? Hmm. And now that he's at Bama, oh, I'm a big Bama fan now. Man, let me get off my let me get off this horse. Let hey, this fandom thing, it can get deep. I don't really the person I really don't care. I cheer for Auburn. I cheer for Alabama. I cheer for anybody. 
It just all depends who they playing. Unless they playing Tennessee. Well, yeah, well, see, at some point you chill for Alabama. It just, to me, it just loving games, man. That's all it is. But people yeah. lose their lives over it. Of course, the people that's playing, and and and, and of course, of course, the coaches and the people that's getting uh, paid to be in those positions, and I know that can affect their lifestyle. But just us casual fans, it's just a game. So what? You got an Auburn shirt on, you got an Alabama shirt on, or Ohio State. At the end of the day, to us, it's a game. We don't have anything vested unless we have children or relatives or anybody that we're close to that's at that university and their life is dependent on it. If you're a player, coach, trainer, athletic director, you know down here in the South, it just get overblown sometimes. Like people say, I would never go I would never go for Auburn. I'd never go for Alabama. I'd rather hold hands with the devil than, than be a fan of the other team. Really? You really so you really go to, you rather go to hell than chill for <laughs> Alabama for real. I mean, you see, you, you hear how stupid that is. That's that's what we see down here. You know, you know it. I, I'm sure that it's not like that in the Midwest because the Midwest they worrying about the protein. They worrying about the Chicago Bears, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know now. Philadelphia I don't Eagles. Know they ain't I worrying mean, about college. I I go to big I mean, you go to Big Ten country man and say that if you want to I mean I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there I mean like, you go to Big Ten country and say that especially especially like Madison or let's see Madison you really think that or, makes a big deal about it. Oh man I you have not, no idea not like down here though. Yeah, I mean, no I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure it happens, but it happens a lot more down here than any other part of the country. That's what that's my well, opinion. Yeah, Am I correct? You know what? Yeah, I, I was I would I would venture to say you're correct on that, but I mean those fans, like especially, well, it's not it's not really the the Michigan Michigan State fans. It's more of the directional the the Mac the Mac uh, Michigan teams like the Central, the Western, the Eastern Michigans. Those are the mm-hmm. ones that you have to worry about because those are the ones that are more passionate about their school than you see the Michigan and Michigan States. Even though Michigan and Michigan State are, are the Big Ten schools in that state, those aren't the passionate ones. The passionate ones come from the directional schools, like I said. And those are the ones who, who get crazy. You go up to any campus up there, whether it's Kalamazoo, Mount Pleasant, or Ypsilanti, I mean, those people are crazy up there about their football it's like that in Ohio as well but you don't you don't see like that craziness like you said you don't see the craziness but you hear about it you know about it you know especially my cousin who was a graduate of western Michigan (laughs) shoot I've never heard her talk so bad about a school like she does about central I mean those are the two big rivals in Michigan, so I mean, it, it, is it to the point where a brother pull out a gun on another brother or his other brother and shoot him and kill him and all this crazy stuff that we hear about during I the mean, Iron Bowl week? I mean, there's fist fights that I've heard of, but actual killing people, I, I don't think it's gotten to that point up there. But I think it can get to that point if that makes any sense. 
Well, you know, social media has grown, and it's it's to the point now in the news cycle, anything is 24-7 now. So being a fan, this is the best time ever to be a fan versus any other decade. So things can get out of hand quickly now because you can be a fan of a team or a player and you be out somewhere and you you know how people like to pull out their phones and start video recording everything. Agree. It's it's, it's crazy. It's it's. I'm sure it was crazy back in the '80s and '90s, but now it, it is deadly. Now it's, it's deadly to the point that people want to fight and kill each other, shoot other athletes, and it, it's it's crazy. I mean, and here's the funny. Here's the funny thing about this, and and I and I'll, I'll switch subjects after this. But the funny thing I I I have to say about the situation is this: when you see people that you've grown up with ten, twenty years, you've been friends with that long, they actually unfriend you because you say something about that school. That's when you know things have gone too far. You know, you know what I mean. It's just a game, dude. I mean, we love who we love. Why you want a friend of me? <laughs> I mean, so I, I've had this quick... situation happening to me before, so you know. You hold that thought, man. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna bring on our special guest. So just hold that thought, man. We're gonna talk more about that. So. Don't let, don't forget about that main event. We'll be right back. Steady reminder. 
handed me a defense dominant plus offensive line of beat running back safeties and cornerbacks we on attack roll tide 200 interceptions 100 sacks elephants are super intelligent but if ever push will don't want eagles and gators if they are edible Sports and a highlight, they say are incredible. Look up at the scoreboard, if they win ahead of you. Roll tide, you should just pledge it too. Jump from tide nation, that is who you reppin' to. I'm so Alabama. Welcome back to the show. Show <laughs> is T-Rex and the main event. We're going to welcome our special guest. He is an artist. He's also the CEO of Straight Out the Mud Music Group, songwriter and executive producer. We're going to welcome Mike Digg to the show. How you doing tonight? What up? What up, bro? I'm great, man. What's happening with you, bro? Oh, man. Nothing much, man. We were just on here talking about sports and Glad to have you on tonight, man. It's definitely a blessing to have you on with us. I appreciate it, man. Happy to be on with y'all, brother, man. Now, before we move on, are you a college football fan? Man, I ain't even going to tell you no lie, man. I don't even, man, I'll be so busy in my own world, man. I don't even watch sports, man. So whoever your team, that's my team. Man. We're going for the same team. Okay, okay. We're going to rock with Auburn then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Auburn it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really watch sports, man. I ain't even going to lie. As soon as you ask me the first question, I ain't going to have no answer to it. So I don't even watch sports, though. <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. We well, we really respect your work and, and everything that you got going on in the music scene. So tell us about you, man. Um, I know that you are one of the Virginia's hottest unsigned artists, and you was raised in mm-hmm. Norfolk, Virginia. So tell us uh, about that process of growing up in Virginia. Yeah, I mean Virginia, man. I, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but it's uh, you know, it's like any any other hood. You know, I mean, we got majority projects, poverty, same old, you know, same like everywhere else. So, you know, it's just a grind, man. You know, I, I went from that just a whole lot of street stuff to just been, I always did music. So once I learned a little business, opened up a studio, put some few people in there, took some losses, took some wins, you know. And before I know it, I was uh. My first tour I ever did was uh was with Juvenile. We did a Juvenile tour. We did a few, you know, a few other runs, man. Just learning the business, you know. Okay, okay, Juvenile, man. What what was like going on tour with him? Um, I mean, it was it was straight, man. It was it was it was a learning experience. Like I used to have like old management when I was like 15 years old, and they would put me like on the road with like Mr. Cheeks. Remember Mr. Cheeks, Lost Boys, and all that. And oh, freeway yeah. and all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I I was groomed from them from from those guys, you know. So by the time I was on the road with Julie, it was it was fun, you know what I'm saying? Julie, Julie, he's still my dog, you know. So it it was a good learning experience, man. Around the time he was he was super hot too. So you know it was 
it was good, man. You know, it was a good learning experience. You, you need somebody to get around if you're trying to, you know, if you're going to be a doctor. You need to hang around a doctor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so whatever you're going to be, you got to be around somebody to groom you. And Juvie definitely, you know, showed me some ways to maneuver out here, you know? Now, when did music first grab you and you was like, man, this is something I, I like and I, I think I can see myself being in this industry? Man, I, like I say, I've been doing music so long. I remember I was in the third grade, bro, and uh, I was writing a rap, right? And I ended up dropping it on the on the on the on the floor. So the teacher mm-hmm. ended up calling my mom. It was like, I got to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on with your son, but he wrote some real crazy stuff down on the paper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so 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 my mom, my mom, I, 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 she called to go to the school. She's like, Yeah, I don't know what you was doing, whatever. And uh, it was so descriptive, you know what I'm saying? It was just basically talking about stuff that was going on in the hood, you know what I'm saying? And and uh, and I say it's a rap. This stuff ain't all this stuff ain't true, you know. What I mean, it was true, but it wasn't like I was, you know, in the middle of everything that I had on the paper. So I knew right then, and then like moving on to do talent shows and all that, I knew what I was supposed to be doing, you know. So your first your first rap actually got you in trouble in school. <laughs> oh yeah, man. And, look, and it was crazy because. I'm like, I'm like, I did what? It was like, yeah, you know, you, you, you confessed a lot of stuff, and I'm like, confess, like, what the heck? You know what you talking about? You know what I'm saying? I mean, is it cool to cuss on this hill from school? Yeah? Oh man, I, I can't imagine being a teacher, man, and picking up, picking up paper like. <laughs> yeah, man, this, this is deep stuff. She was reading it, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, it's a rap, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that went, man. But um, you know, I for me, rap always been like real therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? Like. That was, you know, the party records and all, that's cool, but that was always just a way to just to, you know, to deal with everything that was going on. Just, you know, it, it wasn't like it was horrible, but, you know, that was a good way to, to uh, you know, I ain't really, I want no poet. So rap rap was the first thing to do, you know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this. What was that album that just got you just hooked other than you writing just this you know, writing what you wrote in third grade, what was that album that just got you just dialed in and just ready to do whatever it took to make Well, it was a, another dude, man. He used to go by the name of Nauticus or whatever. So he was from Virginia Beach. And, like, Virginia Beach and Norfolk is two totally different worlds, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he grew up in a house. They had money. He had, he had a studio in his house, you know what I'm saying? So me, I'm just a kid from the projects that, that know how to rap, but I ain't know nothing about no business. I ain't know nothing about how to make bars, you know what I'm saying, how to count bars, none of that. So when I got up with him, he had the studio. I was like, well, shit, man, you know, we might as well go ahead and be a group. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't got to pay for no studio time. So, you know, we ended up doing that, and then the, it came out dope, it, like super dope. And then, like, we, we ran around hard out D.C. with the C's and all of that as kids, you know. And, um, you know, I, I could always rap, man. I just ain't had the structure of what a song supposed to sound like, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to him. You know, he schooled me to, you know, how to structure structure music and all that. And that first CD, it did good. You know, it, it I learned a little business with it and how it, how you can make money with it, you know. And um, But, I was, you know, still I was still a kid. I was still learning what I was supposed to be doing, you know what I mean? But it it was it was cool, good learning process. Now, what current projects are you working on that you can talk about right now? Yeah, well, um, shout out to Toon Tank. You know what I'm saying? We're doing some big things. Uh, Tank, shout out Pouring, shout out God, shout out Menace. We got some big things going. Um, as far as me, uh, uh, I just dropped the joint. Um, it's a new project that just came out. It's called No Suckers, S H I T. 
Uh, can I cuss when you're sober? I don't want to be cussing in Oh, yeah, you good. You good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it's called No, no Sucker Shit with a with a cash sign on on the uh, the last word. It ain't hard to find. You put it in Google. It's everywhere. Live mixtapes, my mixtapes, whatever. So, um, I got I got 50 Cent on there. I got uh, Orlando Brown on there. I got Young Ralph on there. I got, um, of course, I got Gar on there. I got some big features on it, man. So that's that's what I'm pumping right now. The single called Bag. You know what I mean? It's on, it's on a few radio stations. So it's doing pretty good, man. That's 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 what I currently got going. Now we got this song called Rise Up. Tell us about this record. Yeah, Rise Up, man. That's a that's like my um my no matter I feel like no matter what you're doing, man. If you work in let's say you work at um at McDonald's, and you know it's always you got a manager or something. You trying to you trying to, to, to become the fry guy, and he's trying to hate on you being the right. fry guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever it is you're doing, <laughs> you're rapping. Somebody don't want to get you a deal, or you play basketball. They don't want to play You know, so that's that's the whole premise of the song. Man. They don't want to see you rise up. So whatever you're trying to do, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you just got to overcome it, keep going, you know what I'm saying, keep going hard and believing in yourself, and then, you know, great things happen. So that was that's pretty much the whole, you know, thesis behind the record. Well, we're going to check out Rise Up by Mike Dick, and we'll be right back. Let's get it. I came to conclusion that I'm to see you do good. Mason. But now I'm going to see you do better than them.
Welcome back to the show. We got Mike Dig on with us. That was a hot track, man. Man, I'm I'm so disappointed, man. I, you couldn't even hear the word. <laughs> that 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 was for something else. I don't know how you got the verse, man. You gotta you have to hear it another time with the uh with the actual words, man. You know what I'm saying? That was for some the version that you got was for something else. But yeah, you, you, you get the feeling of the record, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh and any anything else you would like to plug at this moment and shout outs you like to give? Yeah, man. I mean, shout out to everybody on the grind, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to every independent artist, everybody with a deal, without a deal. You in your studio, you grinding, whatever you're doing, your radio show. Shout out to y'all, Tune Tank. You know what I mean? Shout out to my shout out to Murray's family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, check me out on all media, social media, whatever, uh, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. I ain't hard to find. It's only one mic dead, and Mike A E double G. You know what I mean? And uh, that's about it, brother. I'm happy. I'm happy to be on the phone with y'all, and uh, looking forward to hollering at y'all again, bro. Oh yes, definitely. You are welcome to come back on any time. Make sure you follow us, man. We we'll be glad to work with you and network with you in the future. That's what it is, bro. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Did God bless. Same to you, pal. We got the main event here. What you think of that record, man? Man, that that record's kind of tight, man. I mean, I feel what he's saying. I I felt it in my heart, you know, because it's basically telling people, you know, hey, get up and do what you got to do, man. Grind, keep grinding, keep doing, keep being you, no matter what. That's what I got out of the record, man. It's a cool record. I, I like it. Definitely, definitely. And we have another guest. He'll be coming up in just a moment. But let's get back to the sports, man. You know that that's that's your thing, the main event. Tailgate. I'm in the show. building, <laughs> along with T Rex. What you think about those Bulls right now, man? Uh, uh, <laughs> next subject. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who my second favorite team is right now in the NBA. Philadelphia 76ers. Man, ben you know what? I is, love that roster, man. I, I do. I mean, and I yes. love what they I love what they've done to the roster in, during the season. I mean, um Nick Stockis, you know, getting sent to to the Nets along with Jaleel Okafor. I mean, going to the Nets for for some uh, draft pick and, and 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 another guard. I mean, 
that's actually a smart move. If you think about it, that frees up cap space, especially the rookie cap space that they had. You know, they can go out and put more money on on on, on new guys, on maybe a veteran free agent. Maybe they can get some veteran free agents. This is a young, young roster that's full of good talent. And I I, I actually like the 76ers. Do you trust the process? It's just like my just like my just like my man said, man, in a past interview, the late Quentin Groves, man. I mean, and there, this is this is one of the things that stuck with me from from the time he said it to me on, on during that interview to now. See the vision, trust see the vision, trust the process. And that's exactly what King and the executives with the seventy sixes are doing. This is a this is a club that if they're not contending for a playoff position next year, something is definitely wrong with their process. But all the moves that they're making right now, getting an extra second round pick in, in next year's draft, it's wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, I can see them making the playoffs this season. They they look pretty good. I just think they need one more veteran presence. I mean, you got JJ Reddick. Is JJ Reddick still in that club or he with Milwaukee now? Is it? Uh, JJ Reddick is with the Bucks. I mean, I'm sorry. The Bucks. <laughs> with the 76ers. Yeah, JJ okay. Reddick is with the 76ers. And, you know, they just uh, they picked up Trevor Booker in that trade from the Nets. So he, yeah. he's, he's a veteran presence, but I, I get what you're saying. They do. I think they need one more veteran veteran presence to um, come in and, and try to help that team because they are very young and not used to winning. You got to learn how to win, and they, they need some veterans that that's been through the grind of the NBA and knows how to win. So I think they need a winning veteran, not just somebody that's been in the league bouncing around for 10 years, but someone that has been on a winning club and can come in and, and kind of teach those young guys how to win and close out close games. I agree. I agree. You know, and I, I'll tell you another, I'll tell you another club that, that I think is, is on the up and up. If they can get, if they can get a couple more bodies in, in, in that group. And that's the aforementioned Milwaukee Bucks. If they get another veteran Veteran guard, I, I would say guard because they got the front court with with both with uh Jabari Parker and also uh and uh the Greek freak. I mean, they need a they need a guard. You know, not necessarily a shooting guard, maybe a point guard. That there's something missing with Milwaukee as well. That just man. I don't know what, how to explain it. It just it just got that little something missing. It, it's just something missing. I don't know what it is. Yeah, they, they'll get it together. But we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to have our next guest. So y'all stay tuned.
black hair and your fat style. Street poetry is my everyday. But yo, I gotta stop when you drop my weight. If I was working at the club, you would not pay. Hey yo, my man Fife Diggy, he got something to say. I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Mm. Name is Fife Dog from the Zulu Nation. Told you in the jam that we could get down. Now let's knock the boots like the group H-Town. You got DVD all on your bedroom wall. But I'm above the rim and this is how I bore. A gritty little something on the New York street. This is how I represent over this here beat. Talking about you. Yo, I took you out. The sex was on my mind, pulled my whole damn route. My mind was in a frenzy in a horny state. But I couldn't drop rhymes cause you couldn't relate. Welcome back to the show. I am T-Rex. We have the main event in the building. Our next guest, he was born in Mexico City, but raised in Dallas, Texas. He goes by the name of Gar. We're going to welcome Gotti Morano to the show. How you doing tonight, sir? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem, man. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show. You have been hot on Spotify. You've been charted as uh, Spotify's top 50 viral hits, being number three in the U.S. and number six in the international charts. How did you get your start in the music? Man, uh, I just always kind of, I mean, it's kind of like touche, but I've always kind of had a a keen ear for it. Um, I was always just, basically, like, I always knew that this is what I wanted to be since I was, like, little. Okay, so 
coming from from Mexico over to here, what what was that transition like? And also the second question to pick it back off of that one, what is the music scene like in Mexico versus here in the states? Um, well, that's see that since I've traveled across like the states and I've been through like Mexico, like several parts of Mexico, it's always very regional. For example, like L.A. and I know this is a little sidetrack, but it's gonna lead back into it. L.A. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta are way ahead of the game as far as Dallas, Texas, and Alabama. You understand me? But like, so like Mexico City, it's actually more advanced as far as like other scenes are, except for hip hop. But they're very behind on hip hop. Like over there, they're still like, over there they still think that Rick Ross is probably like the biggest artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're kind of behind, but. As far as everything else goes, it's um, like electronic music and rock. They're way more like on top of stuff. <laughs> now, I know you have built such a large following in over 58 countries. Um, where do you see your music going globally? Well, um, right now, like one of the biggest things is that like globally, that's, that's actually a really good question because what differentiates me from any other artist is I kind of have like a secret weapon, which is Mexico City. So what Mexico City entails for me is, for example, if you're a rock band in Europe, like like for example, like a, a rock band in like Portugal or like Spain or even like a, a band, I don't know if you know, like, you know, but everybody knows Coldplay or whatever, but just something like that, it hit Mexico City super hard because if you pop off in Mexico City, you pop off globally in all of Latin America. So, for example, without catching that one city, you conquer pretty much a whole continent. And it's the best market to conquer because in Mexico, like, you know, there's not a lot of people trying to become, like, aspiring music artists. It's just not a thing as it is in American culture. So you have more fans as opposed to egotistical artists that are like, oh, I'm not going to support that artist because that takes away from me, you know? Oh, yes, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And, and I think to add to his point, you know, you think about Mexico City, there's almost 20 million people in that in that metropolitan area. So if you can pop off in a city like that, then you can pretty much do it anywhere. If I'm gathering what you're saying. Basically, like if you pop off there, like, that's the difference between, and no disrespect, I don't mean this with any disrespect to any of my fellow artists, but, like, that's the difference between, uh, I don't know, like a like a money bag yo or, like, a, you know, like a little Boosie as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, a Pitbull or, like, a J-Lo. You get where I'm saying, like, the, the difference in caliber of artists? Like, one of them is probably making, like, a comfortable $2 million years, uh, I mean, $2 million a year comfortably. The other one is making, like, 100 to $80 million a year. You know, it's a big gap. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, we got a song by you called Plug. Um, can you tell us about that record? Yeah, that record is, in my eyes, that record is legendary <laughs> just because it was made in a legendary studio. It was actually, uh, I made that record in Atlanta at uh, the legendary Patchwork Studios. For any of those who don't know where Patchwork, what Patchwork Studios is, what? they brought it. 
classics from, you know, all the 90s, like Outkast, you know, pretty much all of the ATL hits from the 2000s were recorded there almost. Oh, man, that's major, man. Uh, yeah. We're down yeah. south from Atlanta, uh, so we we, we in the, the megatropolis area of Atlanta. <laughs> uh, I got excited. As soon as you said Patchwork, I was like, yep, this dude has made it. Yeah, Patchwork. What, what, what was that experience, being in that studio? Man, Patchwork is, is magical, man. Like, there's nothing like that studio. I, like, honestly, like, the, just the, I swear to God, the vibe there oh. is, like, and and it and it literally like it, it it bothers me in the sense that I'm like why can't I get this vibe at home? But like just the vibe there, like I, I can see why so much great music is coming out of Atlanta right now, and why Atlanta's been dominating since like 20 years ago, because it's like and like it's all in the vibe, and like it's a vibe down there, bro. <laughs> Definitely. And we're going to check out the song called Plug by Gotti Morano, and we'll be right back. Yeah. I had to get me a plug. I had to bust me a jug. Packing the stick. Got the 40 with dick. Can't be fucking with my flips. Hey, hey. I had to go get the money. I had to go get the bag. I had to go get the stick. I had to hit me a lick. I had to give me a plug, I had to bust me a jug Packing the stick, got the 40 with dick Can't be fucking with my flips, ay, ay. I had to go get the money, I had to go get the bag I had to go get the stick, I had to hit me a lick ay, ay. I had to make me a jug, I had to make some shake Got the pack from out of state, I used to scale until the break Keep a 40 by the way, I was from Dallas, I came to the A If you're knocking the money, then stay out the way My amigos got the work from Dash to the A If you need that shit, call Pablo Hey, hey, I get that shit for the low PZ just running a boat Tell him I need me 10 more I'ma make it disappear I'm a trapping engineer I know the trapper of the year That nigga gave me a front Told me come back in the month I done came back in a week Trap is booming at a peak Trap is booming as you speak Then one of my runners got caught by police I was on my T.I. You don't know me Better had a cash in hand by next week The best in it all Selling on the whole team Including me, Pablo, Jose, and OG Sometimes the closest to you Be the police Baby, stitching for a fucking release I had to get me a plug I had to bust me a jug Packing the stick Got the 40 with dick, can't be fucking with my flips I had to go get the money, I had to go get the bag I had to go get the stick, I had to hit me a lick I had to give me a plug, I had to bust me a jug Packing the stick, got the 40 with dick, can't be fucking with my flips I had to go get the money, I had to go get the bag I had to go get the stick, I had to hit me a lick Came to club with a hammer, ride around with a scammer. I don't fuck with no jerks. Who's the only like Vert? Cash money like Birdman. Real lots like Lil Wayne. I don't fuck with none of these niggas. All of you niggas the same, so fuck all them haters. I'ma get paper. I don't want favors. I'll let you later. I'm in the bank with a motherfucking check. Money never bought no respect. I ride around in a new Corvette. These niggas riding in the Uber. I made a stoplight with a shooter. I'm all up in linens with bands on. Hold this bitch on it with hands on. I caught me a play with some grams on. I don't be fucking with regular. All of my bitches be bad. We be in camp. I'm with that laugh. Crap niggas be fucking with crap. I fuck with bosses. We get thrillers. Our whole section be nothing but killers. I had to get me a plug. I had to bust me a jug. Packing the stick. Got the 40 with dick. Can't be fucking with my flips. I had to go get the money. I had to go get the bag. I had to go get the stick. I had to hit me a lick. 
This is B3 of Phoenix Entertainment, and you are now listening to the Live by Terrence Network. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Got a Morano, that was a hot track, man. I definitely feel that vibe. That, that, hey, that's something that we can ride to right there, man. Hey, man, thank you, bro. I'm glad you like it. You know, now, what? It, it, here's the thing I like about, I like about it. If you listen to the like the music, it, it actually got that little Southwest vibe to it because it had a little bit of a, oh, oh, it just had that little bit of text match beat to it. Even though it had a hip, it was it was like laced on on over hip hop. I mean, am I getting that vibe right? Southwest maybe because the the guy that I featured on the track, he's from Philadelphia. Okay. So maybe if I got my geographics right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's definitely a hot track, man. We're gonna keep spending that on the Live by Terrence Network. Um, you have any having other projects you would like to speak about, and any shout outs you like to give? Yeah, man. Shout out to my whole squad and you know Toon Tang Entertainment. Shout out to my publicist CC. You know she's awesome. Shout out to BC from Southern Fried Marketing, man. Uh, you know my girl, she always holds me down. Family, fans, you know, just people who pretty much make me the person that I am. Cause can't do this by myself. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I want to say, God, thank you for taking the time to be on the show tonight. You know, you're always welcome back, and we definitely want to have you back on. Man, thank you. It's been a pleasure having me, bro. Like, honestly, like, it really is. Thank you. You guys are awesome, and I appreciate all the feedback. Uh, no problem, so man. You take care, man. God bless you. Hey, man. It's been a pleasure, man. You guys have a good one. Oh yeah, man. We got some hot artists on tonight. Definitely, definitely doing some some big things in the scene there. And we're gonna play that again. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play that plug again, man. And then yeah, man, we're gonna come right that. back. That was nice for that. Yes, definitely. And we we got a special guest coming up in just a moment as well. So y'all stay tuned. We're gonna rewind this track and we're gonna play it again. So we'll be right back. I had to give me a plug, I had to bust me a drug Packing the stick, got the 40 with the dick Can't be fucking with my flips, ay, ay. I had to go get the money, I had to go get the bag I had to go get the stick, I had to hit me a lick I had to give me a plug, I had to bust me a drug Packing the stick, got the 40 with the dick Can't be fucking with my flips, ay, ay. I had to go get the money, I had to go get the bag Oh, you don't know me. Better had a cash in hand by next week. The best oh, in it all, oh. telling on the whole team, including me 
Pablo Jose and OG. Sometimes the closest to you be the police. Baby, searching for a fucking release. I had to give me a plug. I had to bust me a jug. Packing the stick. Got the 40 with dick. Can't be fucking with my flips. I had to go get the money. I had to go get the bag. I had to go get the stick. I had to hit me a lick. I had to give me a plug, I had to bust me a jug Packing the stick, got the 40 with day Can't be fucking with my flips, ay, ay. I had to go get the money, I had to go get the bag I had to go get the stick, I had to hit me a lick Came to club with a hammer, ride around with a scammer I don't fuck with no jerks, who's it on me like Vert? Cash money like Birdman, play a lot like Lil Wayne None of these niggas, all of you niggas the same, so fuck all them haters. I'ma get paper, I don't want favors, I'll let you later. I'm in the bank with a motherfucking check. Money never bought no respect. I ride around in a new Corvette. These niggas riding in the Uber. I'm at a stoplight with a shooter. I'm rolling the niggas with bands on. Hold this bitch trying to put hands on. I caught me a flight with some grams on. I don't be fucking with regular. All of my bitches be bad. Who be in cap? I'm with that laugh. I had to give me a plug, I had to bust me a jug Packing the stick, got the 40 with dick Can't be fucking with my flips, ay, ay. I had to go get the money, I had to go get the bag I had to go get the stick, I had to hit me a lick I had to give me a plug, I had to bust me a jug Packing the stick, got the 40 with dick Can't be fucking with my flips, ay, ay. I had to go get the money, I had to go get the bag Event in the building. We have another yeah. special guest that we're gonna bring on. She goes by Celebrity PR. She also has a lot of business going on. She's been a, a past guest of the show. Doesn't need any introduction. She has brought many guests on our network, and we actually got to meet her at the Alabama Music Awards during the summertime. So we're gonna welcome our special guest. I know she's been waiting to come on, but I, I got to ask her about her I am you hair care essentials. I want to see if she got this product out because I think the T-Rex in the main event might need some stuff. So we're going to welcome celebrity PR CC Vance to the show. How you doing? I am great. How are you doing? <laughs> We're doing <laughs> well. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, welcome I, back. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love so, it. so so tell us about this plug song. I, I see you 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 really was uh was enjoying it. Yes, actually that's my client. So <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> and that's my client. <laughs> so but I really love that beat of I mean that beat just gets me going. Like I was up dancing and moving. You know I didn't got a workout. Okay. <laughs> that's what's up. What's up? So so, how's it been going? Uh, I know we we haven't really uh, spoken verbally since July at the Alabama Music Awards. So what's been going on in the world of CC Vans? Well, I released, of course, I am you. Um, I released uh, two more uh, uh, products to the line, and I also have a kids line. I didn't have that last time that we spoke. 
So I have okay. a, the kids line is called I Am You for Kids, and then with the adult line, I released two new products, um, which is a, a a peach nella oil and um, a curling a caramel curling cluster. So yeah, and also I released a natural hair book. So I've been busy. Oh yeah, so I the see. Thing for the for the bald men, you know. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> I'm also releasing I'm also releasing a beard oil as well for the men, which will be out next year in February. So um they're running actually tests on that to make sure everything is, is good. It's gonna be organic. It's gonna be unscented okay. as well. If you guys know about I am you, my products are mm-hmm. unscented and they are organic and my kids line is a vegan line. So I'm mm-hmm. about the health, yes. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I could definitely mm-hmm. use some of that beard oil. Uh, I have a big, well, I'm ball, definitely full grown beard. I know, and I was gonna, you know, you're gonna have to be a brand ambassador, you know? Oh yes. I'm just gonna I put it on it. out there on your show, so you can't turn back and say no. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> hey, we, I'm hey, we need some for the bald headed men too now, because I'm losing okay. hair on the top of my head. Oh, oh, I got something for you. I got something for you. I got a growth serum. That'll work perfect for you. What? Yes. I know. <laughs> but when does that product come out? That's what I'm it's already out. I need to just send oh, it. I got it. Oh, I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Okay, yes, yeah, send it over. Three times a day in my head, you know? Yeah, and, and, you're gonna, and then you're going to see results, I'm trying to tell you. That product is good. Yeah, really? Need that. I want to grow my hair yeah. back out. <laughs> I mean, I want yes, hair like my Prince, mom. so you know. <laughs> well, it ain't gonna make your hair like Prince. I mean, whatever grow out your out your out your scalp of your head, that's what's gonna. <laughs> that's I mean, what's gonna form. The good hair, you know. Well, you know, I I don't have the good hair either. I have a type. 4C hair in the front of my head and the crown of my head, and then I got a good hair in the back, which is 4B. So I have two types of hair in my head. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling good about myself. <laughs> T-Rex, make sure, make sure she gets both of our addresses, okay? Thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah send me the addresses. Yeah, we'll be glad to be brand ambassadors for your products. Uh, yes. We're definitely looking forward to that. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So you, so you, de- you, so you keeping busy during the holidays, then, right? I yes, I, I'm trying. I, I'm really trying to keep busy, and you know, I, I rather keep busy than just be spending my money. Out. <laughs> oh yes. Let me. Yeah. Let me say busy. Like Christmas, Christmas is coming fast and faster. It's like it's coming before yes. Halloween now. And especially when you have little ones, like I have a grandbaby. All my kids are grown, so I have a grandbaby, and everything I see, I want to purchase it. Ah. I haven't wow. had a baby in eighteen years, so my baby is eighteen. So now the grandbaby mm-hmm. here, I want to buy bikes and and everything that I see. Oh, so you you, you <laughs> spoiling spoiling your grand your grandbaby? Yes, I'm building this company. <laughs> yes. I <got> <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting the foundation. <laughs> he can he gonna have anything he wants. 
Now tell me this: you got to experience your your first time being in Tuscaloosa during the football season. What was that scene like? Because I know it was quite crazy down that way during the football season. I know, I know. And y'all just told where I was. Y'all just told my location. <laughs> but I'm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you just visiting there. You not. You just, you just visiting there. <laughs> y'all didn't told where I was, and that was a secret. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, it was, uh, you know, let me just say, it, it was, well, everybody know that I live everywhere. So, you know, I'm just visiting, like you said, I'm just visiting. I'm just passing through. But it was really, an, it was, it was an experience because, you know, I'm not a really football, oh, Lord, I hope no roll ties on. I'm not really a football they person. Are, they are, they are. <laughs> I mean, so, the people, I mean, you know, they actually like that you just said that, so, you know. My wife listening. <laughs> she li- well, oh, she, she roll tied. So, I have to be with, I have to go with uh, Wendy on that one, you know, she roll tied. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm learning how to get interested in mm-hmm. it because that's all that's here. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes, I'm a city you... girl. So I'm you know, I like to go go outside and, and it's something to do. So like I'm I'm learning that football is what they do here. Like roll right. tide is what they do. Three hundred and sixty five so. Like everywhere you go, like that's what you see. Roll Tide, even it's in the liquor store, it's in the I'm telling, it's in the it's in the gas stations, it's wow, it's everywhere. It's in the grocery stores, it's everywhere. Well, how many times have you said Roll Tide? I don't. This is the first time I actually said it on air. Oh, <laughs> oh, we got a sound bite. We got a sound bite. We're going to we're going to loop that sound bite. You're forever scorned on the internet now. We got a sound by you saying, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have, like, I, my kids don't, they watch football. They don't come up here and say, Mom, you want to watch football with us? Uh, you want to watch, you know? So, you know, when I'm, I mean, it's on, but I'm working. So okay, I don't, yeah. you know. Ask me how many times I'm gonna say I need my coins. I'm about coins and building and brands. That's what I like to do. <laughs> oh yes. About that yes. coin, you know. You got to keep building these brands. And so here's a question that I have for you, Cece. I'm Aside from the from the two clients that 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 you have that that was on the show today, mm-hmm. what's your client list like? I mean, what's your who's who? On your client list. Well, if you know me, you really know that I don't like to speak about uh, my who's who's list because I treat all my clients as equal. And, you know, so the majors and the who's who's and the unsigned, I don't have that. I just have a client's list. Everybody is on one level with me, you know, and, and yeah, and that's how, you know, that's how I treat it, and, and, and you know, it, it works. And I've been doing that ever since nine years, since I very first got into PR, and my first client was Herb McGruff. I don't know if y'all know him, who was a legend out in Harlem. He was signed to um, the Children of the Corn with Big L and, you know, hip-hop and, and Cameron mm-hmm. and all of them. So 
Yeah, he always told me that's how I got my name. That's how I got in the game. You know, that's how I became a PR with him. And he always told me you treat your clients equal. And that's what I've been doing, and that's what works for me. I'm not a name dropper. If a lot of people want to see who I work with, go Google or look at the website. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the stance that we have too. We treat all our guests the same. Uh, exactly. We had big mainstream guests to uh, yep. local guests, but we we treat everybody the same. Just we treat everybody like they are superstars because we all that's are in right. our own way. That's right, and and I totally agree with you. And that's just how you know. Ever since he told me that, you know. I, as he helped me get in the game and put me in the game. And, you know, he always told me that you treat all your clients the same. You don't have just because over here got a bunch of money and living this way and over here is trying, they all equal. And if you treat them like that, you'll be in the business for a long time and you'll be a res- and people will respect you um, in this game. And that's what, I, you know, that's what I live by. That's what I do. And if anybody know me, they know that CC don't change. So when you meet me, I'm just like this right here. Oh, Definitely. Oh, now what? what, what <laughs> now what do you uh, expect for 2018 with this year wrapping up? Oh Lord, for 2018, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really focusing on. Um, I really, I'm really focusing on IMU. Um, we are actually going to be in five stores in Trinidad 2018. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And so we're looking for a distribution um, over there. I have brand ambassadors now. I forgot to mention that, that I have brand ambassadors now. And um, they're actually really, really working and, and helping me um, with getting IMU um, into stores. Like I said, I already have it on Walmart.com and Amazon.com, and now we just want to get it in stores. So that's a big accomplishment. So that's my 2018 for IMU is to get that in stores. Mm-hmm. And for me being a publicist is to keep doing what I'm doing and building my clientele and getting my name out more for both of my brands. Definitely. And, yes, uh, we do accept being your brand ambassadors and definitely want to try out your products and also yeah. continue to put to push the word out there. So. And get some orders in for you. <laughs> yes, make sure they go on that website. Yes. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, is there any shout outs you like to give out tonight? I'm just shout out to y'all for having me back and just thinking about me. I'm just I'm over here blushing, you know. <laughs> 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 you know, just you know, you asking me, I was like, oh my god. You know, that made me feel good, you know, that you even thought about me. So shout out to Mm -hmm. y'all, for real, for keeping it 100 and supporting, you know, since day one. You know, mad respect for y'all. And just shout out to my clients and my whole team, my brand ambassadors, uh, Mm -hmm. from Vance NYCC team to the IMU team. You know, just shout out to everybody. That's just how I am. My mama especially. (laughs) (laughs) All your social media outlets? Yeah. My um, you can you guys can follow me on Instagram at CC Vance PR, Twitter CC Vance PR, uh, Facebook CC Vance. Easy. CC, thank you so much for calling into the show. Uh, like like I was saying before, we brought you on. You have 
brought many of your clients onto the show throughout the six years that we've been on, and, and thank you so much. And you know, you are always welcome to be on our show. Well, thank you, and, and make sure you send me your addresses too, so I can get these packages out. Okay, we'll do that, and you take care, and God bless you. And uh, you if, if we if we don't speak before um, Christmas and 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 New Year's, uh, you have a happy holidays. You too. You too. All right. Thank you so much, CC. All righty. Bye bye. See you later. Well, we are here, T Rex, the main event, closing out building. another great show. Any any shout outs you would like to give out tonight, man? Man. I just want to shout out to the Live by Terrence family. Everybody that's involved with the Live by Terrence family, where it is from, from the Guap, from Guap, from um, UT Rex to the admin Wendy, um, everybody that's involved in this. I mean, big shout outs to everybody. Um, shout out to our guests who come on to the show and make us better as people. And Especially a big, mm-hmm. big shout out to CC Vance, man. She about to make my hair grow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't wait to try some of that serum, man. Oh my god! I, you know, if you see me on Facebook Live, you see uh, I'm, I'm very George Jefferson like right now in that area. Uh, I do want to grow some hair back. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, just a big shout out to everybody, man. I mean. Keep grinding. Whatever you're doing, man, whatever dreams you have, don't let nobody take your shine away. I mean, keep keep focusing on your dreams. Keep focusing on your goals, and you will get there. Dream it. Believe it. See the vision. Trust the process. It's like my man Quentin Groves said, rest in peace. Yes, definitely. Rest in peace, Quentin Groves. Uh, definitely give a shout-out to my lovely wife, Admin Wendy, all our children, everybody that's part of the network. Definitely want to give a shout-out to our new collaborators that we're going to be collaborating with in the future, uh, the April Ross Show and Gator Media. We've got some stuff coming up. Jermaine, the main event, we got some stuff coming up with the April Ross Show and myself, T-Rex, with uh, Gator Media. So y'all be on the lookout for that. And also give a shout-out to the Hype Magazine, Desert Storm Radio, uh, Making It Magazine, Everybody here in the East Alabama, West Georgia area, the artists and, and, and just the patrons of this area that has that have showed us so much love. And shout out to the dogs that's in the studio that's, that's right outside the, the studio there. Uh, my, my, my little chihuahuas out there barking. But, yeah, it's, it's, told, it's definitely. I told Diego to take care of his means. I told him. <laughs> he don't listen to me, man. He might listen to you. Yeah, they they listen sometimes, but it's it's all good. But definitely, thank you all for tuning in to another great podcast. Y'all make sure y'all check us out at www.livebyterrence.com. Follow us on all our social media pages. You make sure you follow the main event on his social media pages. You can find us, and we will be back with more podcast shows in the future. So God bless you, everybody. Saturday, Saturday. Yes. So y'all make sure y'all check out the, the Tailgate Crew show. But we're going to close it out tonight with a oldie but goodie. Uh, something that you will hear on the Tailgate Crew show from time to time. So y'all have a good night and God bless. Mm-hmm.